Gizmos, episode three. This is recording? It's recording, yeah. <laughs> this is a test cord. Yeah. This is a test cast. I'll just ask the question, how you doing, Jordan? Mm. We were just talking about that. So go, but we got to make it natural for the cast this time. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's so stupid. But it's you need like, that natural flow. It's yeah. true, I feel like sometimes we shouldn't even talk to each other when I see you, in, you know, whenever you show up or I show up. And it's and like, then hey, just don't say anything, and we're going to do it in the podcast, and it's going to sound super natural. And then just edit through it, yeah. and just sample out the good bits. Yeah. Well, like, the last time I saw you, you were not sober. Uh, I would call you dumpster. Oh my god, dude. You were I- just making wild accusations, like slamming on the on the dinner table, and like, just like the grunty, growly Christmas I, drunk. I laughed probably the hardest I've laughed all year after I got home. I was (laughs) screaming, like clawing at the walls for breath, just weeping tears of laughter. Do you remember why? Oh yeah, vividly. I remember the whole night really clearly. What happened? It it was the water. I had water with me the whole night. Uh, Though I must have turned back like a bottle and a half of red wine, I uh, barely had a headache the next morning. (laughs) That's crazy. Yeah, I was was in really good shape. It was the best drunk I've ever had. Best Christmas present of all. Uh, went home, and me and Arthur were just playing different games. Uh, playing games drunk, I feel like, is a really good test of how fun the games actually are. Oh, yeah? Sometimes it's a terrible idea. Well, we went through, we played, like, four games for five minutes each. Like, oh, this sucks. This is boring. This is boring as fuck. Like, WarioWare? Just drunk WarioWare? Drunk Wario. yeah, we were slot machining my Steam library. And, uh, I opened a Kerbal Space Program for the first time. Within a minute and a half, I couldn't stand up. I was laughing so Oh, really? It was, was like that just funny. out of control yes, hysteria. That came out in 2015, right? It broke in 2015. I remember people strongly recommending it to me at least since 2014. Yeah, though. yeah. Anyway, if you're drunk, this game will give you the laughter of a year, possibly a lifetime, within 90 seconds. I strongly recommend Kerbal Space Program. Okay, I'll, I'll try that. I, I mean to play it. It's like on my it's wish list. It's so easy to just dive right into it and strap like 11 rockets together <laughs> and then just <laughs> and go and watch up. it spin through the sky. <laughs> that is fun. Though. It like, was, yeah. The last game I played really drunk was Last of Us when I, on multiplayer. All my choices are terrible. Yeah. Like, and when you get into like a tactical situation, being drunk is probably just the get in there and shoot him. absolute worst possible decision. All your choices are wrong. Yep. And, um, I'm, but you're with a team now and I'm also building up, like there's also a side game with the multiplayer. Like there's you need little missions mini game with every, the yeah, every seven days, every yeah. week, there's a mission to do. And then I'll just fail it completely and reset and have to start. <laughs> it's bad news. Anyways. Drinking and gaming is a really small subset of games that uh, can stand up to it, and certainly no competitive game is more fun drunk. I don't care what you say, it's, it's Against another person, not against, like, a yeah. NPC. That's just lame. You much, gotta play against other drunk. Much for the same reason that uh, drinking and driving is illegal. Drinking and online gaming is probably not a good idea. You can ruin your time, you ruin everyone else's good time. <laughs> I would have to agree. Not not a best case scenario. But we're really talking. Where's my phone? About the games of 2015 and what we played and what our favorites were. I have a little list here. I was working on my list and I'm like a, a little ashamed of myself. I feel well, like we'll I didn't play enough it. of the games that came out. Yeah, I don't think anyone played enough of the games they thought they would play this year. Yeah. It felt like a like the, like we were just talking about it in the elevator. So we'll talk about it again, but yeah. make it sound supernatural like right. we're talking about it. For the first time. 
yeah, the, the backlog is just getting worse and worse. Everyone's got one. If you have Steam, I mean, congratulations. You instantly have a backlog, probably five games right away, even if you just sign up tomorrow. It's just, the I, deals are ridiculous, yeah. and you can't say no, and it's like, mm -hmm. then you load them on, and then, like, you know, and all these games are getting bigger, and uh, more effort has been put into them, and more t time has been put into them, and more time needs to be put into them to complete them and actually really, like, appreciate the experience. And uh, it's a fucking bitch. How yeah. can you review, uh, you know, the whole year? I've, I've probably played, maybe there's 10 or 15 games that I really remember well. Yeah. And the other ones are just, you know, you turn on for five minutes and then turn them off. Like, okay, I get it. Maybe out. I'll come back to you later. Yeah. And you never do. No, yeah. I don't even say maybe I'll come back to you later. If if a game cannot grab me within the first five minutes, it's an uninstall. <laughs> I just got too many games. Like, let's be honest here, game. I already have games I love to play. And now... Uh, other games want to compete for that time slot you you gotta blow my mind if you want to make me pet the alternative oh. the alternative being these little indie games that you can pretty much 100% complete in like a three hour sitting how long is Undertale? I haven't actually gotten very far in that uh, for, that for spoiler relevant reasons oh. it's a new game plus okay. replayable okay but the, to complete the story is uh, what eight hours six or eight hours yeah, your guess is as good as mine. Yeah, I like really. a Saturday. It's like a Saturday morning cartoon. Oh. Um, yeah, so what I got here, uh, I have Game of the Year. You just said, we're going to talk about stuff we played this year. That yeah. Didn't necessarily come out in 2015. That's right. Just because it's so hard to keep up. I have just some random categories. We can do Game of the Year, biggest surprise, biggest disappointment. Yeah, I got some notes here. Yeah, worst game, what you played the most of. Just yep. doesn't have to be the best game. Oh, yeah. Just most time consuming. Yeah. Best story, I guess, or best narrative, and then most broken game. Most broken game. <laughs> I just thought of that. I didn't come up fun. with anything for that. Yeah, I mean, if the game was broken, I would immediately forget about it. I'd just be like, fuck this. I'm not playing this shitty well, game. Well, it depends what it is. Yeah. The Witcher, I think, was the glitchiest game I played oh, really? this year. Almost not one of the glitchiest polished. games I've ever played. Those open world games always come at a price. Um, yeah, I guess we'll start down the bottom of the list. Yeah, that's that was to me the most my the most broken game I played was I think Witcher Three. Yeah, it's like you know you'd enter a room and I don't know how many times my game crashed on me halfway through, you know some mission, or it's just and it's difficult, right? Yeah, the, the scaling is interesting. I just felt like I was it was kind of like Fallout syndrome where I'd wander off in the beginning of the game to some forest. And get like, massacred. Yeah. Like, just raped badly. Oh, you were in a high level zone. And die zone. over and over and over again. Yep. And I didn't, you know. But then the game would start crashing around that point. Oh, that's and shitty. Then I'd, or I'd walk into a wall and get stuck there. And it's just, it was frustrating. But you kind of give it to them. It's like a, you know, it's a free pass because it's so incredible. Mm -hmm. And everything else is just, just so much content so well done that you can kind of overlook stuff like that. Mm -hmm. If it was an indie game, yeah. If it was something crashed or flickered or my screen was tearing or it didn't, I just wouldn't play it. Yeah. There's nothing counterbalancing that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't have anything on my list here. I played uh, Wolfenstein New yeah. Order. Not the new one, but New Order that just came out in 2014 uh, on my PC. And apparently it runs really badly on AMD graphics cards, which is what That's I have. Stupid. It did end up crashing a couple of times. Did it run okay? Besides that, it ran perfectly. Okay. Fucking PCs. But, uh, well, no. Fuck id software. It's just a video card compatibility thing. That's dumb. I enjoyed the game. It's a good game. Didn't get in the way of me having fun playing it. What's yeah. this list here? You got a bunch of chicken scratch about yeah. some stuff. I would say the reason it's on the shit list is 
the same as uh, why it would be on the broken list, and that would be Daisy. Oh fuck! I didn't even. That happened in 2015. Yes, you know what? I take I, it all I back. I played it in 2015. Daisy. I don't know if it just came out. It's the most broken game I played this year. Yeah, uh, I take it all back. That, and oh not, my god! Not just in that it's glitchy. It's broken in that it's not. It's not a playable a fun, thing. Fun playable game. It's garbage. Simon called it the hiking simulator. It's a hiking simulator. Yeah, <laughs> a walking simulator. <laughs> oh man, I don't know where to begin with Daisy. It has so much potential, and I really understand why somebody could be really into the game. But I must have sunk seven, eight hours into it. Uh, for me, it was Suicide Simulator, because you fuck up once, you just want to kill yourself as quickly as possible. But your to bullets go- don't match your gun, and your legs broken. So you gotta drag yourself to the ocean if you want to drown. <laughs> Do you really want to die? That was what There's my thought process went through. Down yep. at the end of the street. <laughs> yeah. Good luck. Good luck. The you, suicide simulator. You'll need to use all your willpower to keep your head below surface I, level. I felt like it's so not. It's just not easy to get into. You kind of yeah. have to have an, an an understanding of these like survivalist games to begin with before yeah. you even start out. Like, how much patience do you need to have exactly? I, for this kind of shit. Being an online game, I would just simply be happy to be able to meet up with my friend and we can die together. Yes. Yeah, can't even do get, that. Can't even get in I've touch with each other. into can't. five or six servers and you're just kind of describing hillsides that don't match up to points on a minimap because there's no minimap, which is cool because it's a survival uh-huh. game. But it's very hard to orient yourself because the map's so massive and you'll probably starve to death before you find your buddy anyway. Uh, just a real slog of a game, Daisy is. And the forest, also, in that, uh... Yes, also. Alpha stage, uh, survival horror type of game. Just very clunky and awkward to play. Early access bullshit. Not ready. Just not not smooth. And maybe we've been spoiled by really smooth, well-designed games that have been coming out in the last few years, and we just can't handle the experimental rigor of, of... of true genius. I but, honestly um, can't handle it. Yeah. I turn that shit off. I guess, it's just, just, too just much. It's just not ready to be played. It really feels like that. I've spent enough time on things that don't work. Yeah. You know? It's yeah. Like my, my time, our time is a depreciating uh, yeah. asset. Yeah. And like we were saying earlier, like, even as so many new games are coming out, we already have games that we like and would love to play over and over and over again. Definitely. Uh, so something really has to be really good to grab your attention. And that is going to eventually come around to uh, my game of the year, which yeah. was just almost also one of the biggest surprises of the year for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's do that. Uh, what did you play? So what did you play the most? Oh, it's still Dota 2. Still Dota 2? Is yeah. that time consuming? Just out of habit. I was playing it a lot before I got my new computer. I've been playing it a little bit through the autumn. Uh, but of like new games that I just got into this year, uh, biggest time sink has been Endless Legend. <laughs> Which is like a, a, a sci-fi fantasy 4X game. 4X game is like one of those big, epic, turn-based empire management games where yeah. you... What do you do? You explore, expand, uh, Go, exterminate. Exterminate. And, uh, conquer. And you do one other X Village. thing. Uh, uh, in every way, it feels like a reskin and perfection of Civ Five. Everything that I found really boring and bland about Civ Five is corrected in Endless Legend. Plus, it has this awesome flavor. Uh, you lose the appeal of like being able to launch nukes as Gandhi against Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> uh, but it's replaced with this awesome, really rich, fictional, uh, like post-science fiction fantasy world. And there's okay. lots of politicking and 
technological manipulation and lots of fun exploration and nuances to discover and uh, just the texture of, of the narrative and the kind of lore of Endless Legend yeah. makes me keep coming back to it and wanting to get all the achievements and play with all of the races. So I've been spending uh, a disproportional amount of time on that among the games I just got into this yeah. year. Yeah, I didn't do many online. The only online game I was uh, was devoted to really was the multiplayer of the Last of Us. Still, yeah. I'm really pumped. Uh, everyone online was still talking about two and all the things that didn't make it like a esport game. Yeah, downloadable content, weapons, and extra stuff that you would have to pay for that you couldn't really compete with unless you bought that extra weapon and you like, needed. Oh, uh, pay to win. Yeah, and pay to win kind of style, and, and you know, I guess esports games that just that can't be in the cards at all for something like that. No. Nope. Um, but anyone was talking about the uh, Last of Us Two anyway, and how like uh, I'm not sure who it was. Can't remember the name of the developer who spilled the beans and accidentally. I guess he was on a podcast and he said something blah blah blah. Last of Us Two. Oh. Oh, uh, uh, oops. I, <laughs> I'm under an NDA. Yeah. Did I just say it? Wait. Did I say it out loud just now? Dude, ne they, uh, rewind. Never mind. I said that. They do that shit on purpose. They gotta feed the hype machine. It takes one little spark to get the fire going, yeah. but that's how you sell fucking coffees, man. Yeah, I'm glad it's coming up. But yeah, I think that I spent a lot of time on. And when I was away uh, up at, at work up north, hmm. yeah, so I'm basically working out of an ambulance with nothing to do for 12 hours a day. Um, so I had my PC and Darkest Dungeon had yeah. just come out. Yeah. And I played the living daylights out of that game. I must have been a hundred hours or so. Oh wow! With all my time while I was away, yeah. all together, yeah, probably like a hundred hours. That's really impressive. I, I, <laughs> yeah, thank I, you, thank I, you very much. Thank I am. You. <laughs> I will say that's not. It's not. It shouldn't be shameful for you that you have played a hundred hours. It's shameful for me that I haven't because well, I love that game and I sing its praises and I haven't even had a hundred hours yet so I'm talking out my ass yeah it's hard man you lose your party and you just want to start over yeah. again but but with just early access games I, I love I and so well it's such a great almost I didn't want to play right to the edge of the game yeah so that I could you just play that little bit yourself. I wanted to savor it and like mm -hmm. hold back but mm -hmm. I couldn't really help myself that's the nature of these roguelike games, you know? You just want to smash out level ups and smash out dungeons oh, and yeah. just go forward and forward and forward. Yeah, an incredible time sink, that game. What keeps bringing you back to the multiplayer of Last of Us? Last of Us. That's been uh, uh, just, about a year now. Yeah, I think it's because when I, I played, I see Call of Duty or I played it at a friend's place or whatever. I don't have Call of Duty. I don't want to play. I don't want to have Call of Duty. I feel like Call of Duty isn't necessarily a game for people who really love to play games. For people who just, oh, we got a PS4 in the living room. Yeah. What are my buddies playing? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's the pacing of it at the very end of the day. I don't feel like I'm struggling to keep up yeah. with people. Yeah. And I feel like I can not play it for a week or two and then come in and spend a good night, like a three-hour session, fall back into place. Yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah, this back is how it goes. Back into the flow. Yeah. Because it's a nice, slow pace. Nothing's happening too fast. It's not frantic. It's not frantic. No I one's never... getting super pissed off at each other. Nope. And the community is awesome. Yeah. I think that's also half the reason why I still go back, because everyone's like a reasonable guy, and they're not it's like telling you to fuck your own mother. Um, In Spanish. Those, I think those two reasons. It's just interesting to see. You can come at things from so many different angles the maps are so well designed most of them anyway but there's just something there's new a lot of a new, there's always a new situation yeah. yeah there aren't a lot of bottlenecks it's yeah. pretty wide open yeah i think that's that's probably the main reason cool. i kept going with that and it's still it's still in my it's still in the playstation i need yeah. to play it all the time yeah yeah yeah
And I will until the second one comes out. It'll probably be a few years yet. And then, yeah, okay, so what was your worst game? You most hated game of the year? Oh, I, I said the Forest and Daisy. Uh, I'm really sad to say it, because those are both games I would have hyped until I actually played them. Uh, maybe I'm just bad at games. I don't play a lot of games like them. Um, but, man, oh man, like, trying to chop down... Uh, large forest of trees to build yourself a log cabin and starving to death doing it <laughs> or like imagine that in reality just trying to but, but like then You're there's just things getting that, good at it now man th then there's things that would never happen in reality like okay i used my fire axe i chopped a lizard in half i skinned it i'm holding the lizard uh what button do i push to put it on the fire and cook it no, don't put more leaves on the fire. Cook the fucking lizard. And then, you know, cannibals oh, but start attacking this, yeah. me. Oh, but there's this crazy bitch in the forest. Yeah. Away, just <laughs> staring at you. Yeah. Uh, and that just comes down to, like, design issues. Like, it should be very, very easy once you have food and fire to assemble it all together and eat it and move forward. Uh, but it just didn't, doesn't quite come together like that. And it's the same thing for Daisy. Uh, it feels like sometimes you just spawn in a really bad place in Daisy, and no matter what you do, you will starve before you find food. There's yeah, just not an opportunity for you to make something out of nothing. And it's true. They have to, those survival games, I always find at the beginning, there's this kickoff that's really hard, yeah. and then you kind of get over that plateau, and yeah. you're, okay, I get it now, and then some shit happens, like in, yeah. uh, oh, in The Longest Dark, I, I think. Um, the Long Dark. Yeah, The yeah. Long Dark. Um, Fitz was watching me play on Steam. Mm -hmm. He's like, okay, what are you doing now? I'm like, oh man, I'm like 14 days in, I'm still alive. Holy shit. I got a rifle, yeah. I'm all loaded up, I'm yeah. like, I'm healthy and I'm warm and I'm full and I got all my shit together. And um, I got caught in a snowstorm. So I found this like a uh, broken down cabin. Shelter. A shelter in the woods. Yeah. So I'm like, oh Jesus. Well, there wasn't like a fireplace. So I, w I made a fire to ride out the storm in and I'm almost like, I'm right down low getting like a, uh, um, frostbite or about to pass out. yeah, or hypothermia, and I'm about to pass out, and my I'm all like, it's it's like it looks like I'm drunk and yeah. blurry. Holy I'm fuck. like, oh shit! Oh my god! Light the fire! I'm like, oh thank god! I lit the fire, yeah. and, and uh, Fitz is like, yeah, oh congratulations! That was really close. And then I fucking died because I stood in the fire. You burned yourself to death trying to stay warm. That's awesome. So I lit the fire. It turned on, and I didn't know to like back away. I'm like, oh. And your character's like, oh, 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 dead. Fuck, fuck this game. Fuck you. Table flip. Delete. Keyboard smash. Yeah. No, I didn't delete it. It's still really fun. It's, it looks great. But fucking survival games. Yeah. It's a different balance. Man versus nature. Yeah. Completely different yeah. dynamic. That has not been mastered by the forest or Daisy, I would not say. No, no. And it won't. So that was what's my worst game. My worst game of the year is The Order 1886. Oh, God. Easily, we bought it. We bought my friend bought it uh, as a joke. Like he got, he had enough games or uh, you know, EB score credit to turn mm -hmm. it in for something free. So he got it, just because the guy at the, the dude at the counter said, if you buy it and trade it in, it'll, you'll get like a brand new game. It'll be like you, you're just returning it. Oh right. So you're just renting it and you're getting all your money back. Well, you do that. That, that's great because that game apparently has a total of like twelve hours of content anyway, so you could finish it in a weekend like a fucking blockbuster rental. Dude, the the trailer looked cool. It was intriguing. The graphics are gorgeous. It's it's an undeniably gorgeous game. Um, everything else surrounding it is utter garbage. I'd call it a typical AAA game. Looks awesome, sucks ass. Utter fucking garbage. Yeah. I, uh, I, <laughs> we were just laughing. We're like, it was five minutes in and there's this weird convoluted story and it's like this alternate uh, history 
of like an alternate universe. Like if we got a bit of technology earlier right. in you know our development in right. the 1800s, right. we have all these like steampunk. energy weapons and shit back then. Yeah, yeah. steampunk. Cyber but the scene. the stories on these rails and it's these hilarious cut sequence. It's literally a cut sequence that you just walk through. Like you you push your character down this hallway and then it goes cuts to another cut scene. And then there was one before that. And then you there's this big fight that you're not even involved in. You're, you're watching just watching it. happen. Ah. And then you come up. And then you get to give you this this new gun. And you're working with Nikola Tesla or some shit. And I don't even know who the bad guys were. Why I was shooting them. Where I was going. What I don't even know what the order is. And there's and all of a sudden werewolves show up. And okay. I don't, what, like, what is that about? And, like, and there's not even really a cover system. Just point and shoot this thing till it's dead and move on to the next Right. Place. And usually that's fine if it's like disguised really well, if it's in really a really good costume, and I won't even care. Yeah. If there's a great story behind it, I will pretty much play through any bullshit yeah. gameplay there is. And it, it was everything just fell apart. It was fucking terrible. Interesting. It was laughable. It was a massive budget, too. They're massive. making a sequel. <laughs> They're making another one. Pretty sure. Yeah. Oh my god, how? Who bought this game? Yeah, that's a great question. Who buys and plays these yeah. terrible games? Because like when you put all that money into something, you better expect... You know, you have a certain expectation, and there's just it was it was it was not not a good game. <laughs> that is my worst game of the year. Yeah, I heard that from you and a couple other people, and just I mean, the marketing for it never even piqued my interest in the first place. Was never really even on my radar. Yeah, it was. I just remember laughing a lot mm -hmm. as we we're playing it. I think we played it for maybe three hours. But and... isn't that good? If yeah, a game, I, oh, it oh, gave no. you joy. You got we, some joy out of it with your friends, right? It's always important to know what isn't good just yeah. as much as what is good. Yeah. So we, uh, you know, elevate the things that are fantastic and make them look even better. Yeah. Start to get the idea. No, no, no. It's I, I totally understand. It, it, I get it, the value. It's total garbage. Like if it can get a gut buster out of you, then it was at least worth the price of admission. Right. I get the value of of that. Yeah. No, it was funny. And what else? I have the oh the biggest disappointment of the oh, year. First. No, no. Oh, you want me to go? Yeah. My biggest disappointment was Metal Gear. Ha 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 ha! What the fuck is with that game? 10 out of 10. Here, 10 out of 10. I read that there. review. My friend sent me a, a 5 out 10 of 5. Out of 10. Absolute, absolute must play. I am a Metal Gear fan. And I put that shit in. And I didn't, I, I didn't leave... The, like the, that game stayed in the console until it was finished. I mm -hmm. played nothing else. Yeah, I only played that exclusively. The beginning was a really cool. It started off very interesting. I don't know. It was got, but a bit confusing. Like you start off with your character and you're like be building this character, but then you just be appear as Snake after. Mm. So I don't know what the point of that was. You find out later on it's for all online stuff. It's like your online avatar. Oh, okay. But it didn't say that. Right. But there's this whole thing in the game. Anyways, there's a reveal at the end that it was fucking laughable. And it, this hype, I was trying not to let it all get to me and to just play the game for what it was. And I did. And it was fucking, it was, it was a shambled. I've never played a game that was so unfinished. It's literally incomplete. It's perfectly polished. Yeah. There's no fucking bugs yeah. at all. It runs like a dream. The, whoever set up that back end to make that game run as smooth as it did. It was using black magic. Yeah. I, I don't know how they did that. I've never played a smoother game on a console. But it was so unfinished. Yeah. And everything else, the story, the characters, like, what the fuck? It, it, well, that, that's the story of its production, right? Uh, Kojima left or... 
was laid off or whatever it was, like, before the game was completed, and they just made the most of what they had. There's even stuff hidden in the game files of the incomplete Yeah, chapter. yeah, there were people trying to unlock what was left, and it's like, look, I you don't get sympathy from me. If the yeah. game comes out and it's shitty, it's a shitty game. If it looks good and it plays good and everything else surrounding it is utter garbage, how can you give it a 10 out of 10? I'll say this. I haven't played it. I have read a lot about it, though. I saw a lot of reviews by it. And anybody with a little bit of critical self-respect hated Metal Gear Solid Five. They were disappointed for all the same reasons you were. They were true blue Metal Gear yeah, Solid man. fans. And, uh, and, I'll, and the, for the exact, I'll tell you the exact reasons why it was a disappointment. Why, was it why do we play Metal Gear? Uh, for the ridiculous story and um, the meta narrative and the and, and the boss fight and the wicked characterization of these anime supervillains. You know, Metal Gear Three is one of my favorite games of all time. Yeah, and the boss fights are so the pain, the and, pain, and ridiculous and hilarious and fun. Yeah, and they usually last a while. Pill. And yeah, yeah, eat the suicide pill with the sorrow at the end of number three. Fuck, that was awesome. It is awesome. The Psycho Mantis battle is legendary for Metal Gear One. And uh, really and I was like, oh, I can't wait for something like that. I'm just getting all chills right yep. now, just thinking about you know fighting the end and the sniper fight yep. for like an hour. Yeah, I think it took me an hour. It took me two. I was that's what I was waiting for. I'm like, you know what? I'll forgive the story, this unfinished bullshit. Let me show me what you got. Yeah, show me your awesome cast. And villains. they did not show me what they got. And there was you know the skulls, these four like clone soldiers that randomly appear in the same way almost every time, and you have to fight them. But, like, but you can just, but you can, yeah, but you can literally just avoid them and oh. leave. Right. Or you can engage them, which I thought was interesting. To get something awesome for But there's no variety. When the dude on fire shows up and with this big fight, you're like, oh, you have to hide in a pool because he can't come in the pool because he's made of fire. And then he would go out and, and die. And then he died. And then that was that. Right. And then, and then I fought the skulls. And then you fight, uh, 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 um, what's her name? Naked chick? Quiet? Yeah. And that's kind of dumb because it's just another sniper battle, uh -huh. um, and it was over pretty quick. But like, th there's no boss fights. Yeah, it was boring. Yeah, there's no like blow your lid off. And I can ridiculous. only infiltrate and steal the thing or save the guy like so many times. And then the fucking killer was they recycle those missions over with a like slightly different. Yeah, like, you just come at it from a different mission, angle. Basically. Oh, you're rescuing a different person from the same area. Or now it's nighttime. Or now it's, you know, you only have this gun to use. And they they like, just padded it to drag out the hours. I could play it, if I wanted to play it that way, you've designed the game so I could fast forward it till nighttime, and yeah. I can only use that weapon if I want. It was unfinished, and they were trying to fill it in with all these things. It's and a then longer to-do list. And then at the end of the game, when it sold tons of copies and everybody bought it, they said they're, gonna, they're working on another Metal Gear game without Kojima. Well, they, I'm pretty sure people were, the uh, Konami was just making Kojima pump out more Metal Gear games, because he said since number two, this is the last one, guys. Which explains <laughs> yeah. so much of, like, the continuity discrepancy. None of like, it makes sense. Like, yeah, he, so none of it was planned. Insane. And it's... then they butter him up, and he's like, oh, okay, okay, I'll fucking make another one. I'll make a prequel. And then I'll make number four, and then I'll make something with a made-up word in the title. Kiefer Sutherland, like, what yeah, the it's fuck? It's so weak. And it's so, so weak. weak. He sounds like everybody else in the game. Like, that child soldier story was really interesting, and then that just it stopped. Could have gone somewhere And then Liquid, it. like the young Liquid Snake, just steals the fucking Metal Gear and leaves, and the game ends. Thanks for playing, everybody. Yeah.
game over, well, fuck you. But that's the tie-in to number one, right? I took it out of my PlayStation, and then I gave it away, just threw it at Kevin and said, yep. I don't want it. You want this? Because I don't want it. Get rid of it. Never and That shit it was gone. I don't want to look at it. I don't... I'm After this, I'm done talking about it. I'm, I'm so fucking disappointed. Have you played Metal Gear Solid 2 recently? Replay number two? Yeah. Like the remake of number two? Either way. I think, did they remake? They remade one they for GameCube. They one Twin Snakes. And that was a great remake. That was funny. That was a lot of a lot of fun. A lot of helicopters. A lot of rocket launchers. <laughs> number two, though. Number two is a very replayable game. Okay. Coming back to it with new perspective, there's so much shit going on in the narrative we'll that's hilarious. The list yeah, it is ridiculous, isn't it? Um, yeah, so you. Disappointment. I played Deus Ex Human Revolution this year. Yeah. My first Deus Ex game. I remember reading about it in a PC magazine when it came out in 2000. Well, that was a long ten. ass time ago. Yeah, I was 10 reading about the hype around Deus Ex. To this day, the, that first Deus Ex game is uh, considered the best. It has more critical acclaim than the newer games. Like at the time when it came out and the innovation. Apparently even doing. now, like the everything that's been improved on uh, in terms of graphics has fallen behind the original game in terms of level design. Yeah. And like openness and freedom of how you can go through each level. Okay. Days X Human Revolution is a fun game, uh, but the boss fights, by far, worst, absolute worst thing. So them and, and Kojima were probably having lunch and talked about yeah. some shitty boss fights? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, I heard uh, after playing the game, I was just, my mind was blown after the first boss fight. You, you're you a spy, and you spend the whole game sneaking around, yeah. or going guns blazing, or not. you can pick your own. But I've been skilling up my guy to be a certain way. Then you catch up to these uh, terrorists as they're escaping, it goes to a cutscene, your character just walks out from behind his hiding place, open confrontation, and you're <laughs> fighting a dude who's just running you down with a Gatling gun. What? And he'll just one-shot you if he gets near you. Really awkward, clunky. I found out later that the boss battle game production had been outsourced to another development company. So the, the game? actual game and the boss battles were designed with completely different design philosophies. What? Different people <laughs> made them. What's the idea of that? Each time you confront another boss, it's the same jarring, like, oh, right, I'm playing a completely different game now. That's I'm bizarre. playing a completely different strategy that's not of my devising. Who would do that? I don't know, but it was really disappointing, and it really interrupted the flow of gameplay that is otherwise really, really well well designed in right. Days X. Right. So hopefully in the new one, they will just have a more cohesive kind of a game. I think the new one's going to be really good. The new Deus Ex and the new Hitman games stand to possibly be the best in their respective okay. series. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that was a disappointment for me. Uh, I had a retro disappointment I got from Steam Winter Sale. You know Knights of the Old Republic? Yeah, Knights of the Old yeah. Republic. Everyone loves it. Everyone fucking loves that game. Because they it played it 10 years ago. Or yeah, whatever. I bought it for $3. Start up the game, first thing you do is spend... 20 minutes building a character putting on the numbers and looking at lists of shit and like having to decide oh i guess i'll get power attack or no maybe i yeah, should get force power <laughs> how do you know because you have like 50 things to choose between i just want to play the fucking game and then you play the game and you're just kind of this sounds really cynical but you're just kind of clicking through dialogue boxes and conversations with characters who aren't funny or fun to listen to, and aren't really saying interesting stuff. Yeah. And it's just terrible interface, and it's clunky, and yeah. it's awkward, and I'm probably never going to play it again. There's just no flow. There's no smooth 
uh, consistency. It's very obviously just lifted its entire design from Dungeons and Dragons. And I know because I've played and written a lot of Dungeons and Dragons campaigns. Yeah. And they're not fun because of the numbers. They're fun because you can feel the dice in your hand and you're getting yeah, drunk you're with your it. friends. Just lifting that and putting fairly shit graphics on it <laughs> and, and calling that a cohesive video game experience is not not satisfying. Yeah. Uh, so I was really disappointed that Kodor 2 uh, is a pretty hollow game without the nostalgia factor yeah. that I don't have. So yeah, it was a disappointment as well. That was your disappointment, eh? Sounds good. Sounds good. What's it's next? A, it's a great, pleasant back. disappointment. Let's, let's move on. Oh, Let's biggest story. surprise. Biggest surprise biggest of the year. Surprise. Oh, my God. I got yeah. three. I got, got three. Um, got three I'll pick. Surprises. I have one. Okay. Because um, I never really... I know, and people are going to maybe not agree with me, because I, I think collectively, probably, um, that Rocket League was, like, the biggest surprise of the year. What? But Goal! I'm not... <laughs> But I'm not saying that because I didn't really... I mean, I played it for a while, but I mean, I had fun. But for me, Darkest Dungeon was the number one surprise. Yeah! And I know it's an not early a access game. And I know it's not a complete but game. But that was but the it was surprise. A, it was incredible. Yeah. It just showed up at my doorstep. And I just like, what is this shit? I have to, I have to like, manage these people's sanity and yeah, get yeah. them out. And every fight is like, I could potentially... My whole game might be over and I'd lose this character. Should I? It's just a constant back and forth of like benefit against like risk and reward. There's and not a single easy choice. Nothing. There game. isn't an you, easy choice. You at can't all. open a fucking treasure chest without easy. being like, mm, wait a sec. No, no, we're really close to having a heart attack here. I, uh, I can't, I can't handle the the sanity risk. And it felt so personal and exciting. Like it, I, when when something comes out, you don't, it, you don't expect. It's just that much more special. Yeah. Yeah, and, and um, especially that it was early access, and then you boot it up expecting some to have something clipping and yeah. shitty frames and the sound. There's no voiceover. Nope, feels like a complete yeah. game. Yeah. So yeah, so your expectations are virtually zero. Yeah, I was just hoping for the yeah. best, and I don't know what this is. I heard it was neat, but yeah. I didn't know anything else about it. Yeah, what a fucking surprise! I'm really pumped to finish it if yeah. I can. Get through the darkest dungeon and itself. get back into it. It's gonna be hard to get back into. I, I can't even beat two bosses. I'm man. at a hard area, like at the level I'm at. I think most characters are at like level five or something. I think level six or seven they get caps out. Yeah. I'm sure maybe they'll increase it or something for the final release. And uh, it just got really hard. I remember the interview I did with uh, Chris. He said that he's the, one of the developers on the game. And he said it's um, they ex exponentially increased the difficulty because they knew it was a bit too easy. Yeah. And then he added that thing, and now it's a bit too hard. Yeah. With the so the enemies when they die, they turn into this pulpy mass that you also have to yeah like destroy. The corpses. Yeah. And the corpse corpses. thing. So I think he's going to keep that, but he's going to make it a bit more easy for them to, or they'll have a timer. They've and also they'll diminish. Yeah. Over like a period of thirty seconds or whatever. And they also patched heart attacks. But they also made it so you can't, uh, w and this is a strategy I found myself using. If my party was really low and I had a healer and we were fighting uh, a weak enemy, I would kill all the enemies except one and just let him live and then heal up my whole party. Because sure. you can't use your healing ability outside of combat. Now he's patched in a thing where you can't do that. Everyone's sanity will start plummeting yeah. if there's only one enemy left on the field. And I thought, I, at one point, I thought I was being real clever and I had, what's the girl? Um, the, the Vestal. Healer, the Vestal. And uh, I had her in the back, and she was just my healer mm -hmm. and my white mage. 
and I remember there was one enemy left in this row, and it was a really hard fight, and I almost killed him. I'm like, okay, good. I'm just going to buff all my guys and use, their, use up their greedy. moves so yeah. that I can use my Vestal to, like, heal my yeah. whole party till yeah. I'm full health. Nope. Nope, it'll they just knew, kill they, you all. They knew exactly what I was trying to do, and the game is like, nope, and it just makes, it adds another enemy. If you wait long enough, more enemies yeah, will just that's show what up. happens. Yeah. So I was like, oh, wow. They, they really put a lot of thought into this. And he's, he's, pat, he's rebalanced how heart attacks work, so there's not that chain reaction fear uh, that, that happened on the stream. Yeah. It, and there's a lot of love put into it, too, and I just, I was, that was my biggest surprise. Yeah. Here. It's, yeah, it's, it's a good game. It was a good surprise. I agree. Uh, for me, yeah, I gotta say the obvious thing that everyone's been saying this year, uh, Rocket League. I, I recommend it to my friends, and they're like, oh, that doesn't seem like a sort of game you would like. No. What are you, what are you talking about, man? I'm like, you haven't fucking played it! Play it, and you'll understand, <laughs> it's so fun! <laughs> it's a, it's a sports racing game. I don't play either of those. I don't like sports. It's so weird. And I suddenly, like, Couldn't you stop. sit down for four minutes, and you know what it's like to be a sports fan. Yeah. You're yelling, and you, you feel like you're drunk, and you feel like you want to smash <laughs> someone's head, whether you score a goal or get a goal scored on you. <laughs> Woo! Yeah! Woo! You can uh, scream on the microphone. It's playing against this guy, uh, and the microphone, your, your opponents hear it too, which is really rare in online multiplayer games. Every time this guy scored a goal on us, <laughs> uh, it would go to the replay, and as the ball is careening into the net, he'd just shout on voice chat, SHUT UP! <laughs> Every single goal he got. I couldn't stop laughing. It made no sense. <laughs> so I you're saying it. it records the playback audio of the car of the person who scored the goal? I actually haven't recorded a replay in that game yet. Uh, I wish I had. Now that I understand how it works. Uh, I find, I found, like, at least in Dota, it never records the audio transcription of what people are saying on voice. But maybe okay. it does it in Rocket League. Yeah. Um, but yeah, totally surprising game, totally out of my genre, not my style of game at all, uh, and just like instant favorite. I'll be probably playing this game for years, and it's all because of the polish. It's so simple. It's just there's nice there's no simple. bullshit, there's mechanics, no story. Mechanics work really good. Yeah, and the mechanics are completely visual. Uh, there, there's no, no, there's no math. There's no numbers you need to learn, or like uh -huh. names of goofy, like specific things, or roots or maps yeah. or secrets or passwords or combos it's all just physics and execution and just chaining up your moves in the right way uh you're mastering something really familiar you're just playing keepy uppy yeah. with a soccer ball but the thing you're using to play keepy uppy with is it happens to be really awkward like tiny <laughs> fast moving object uh, and yeah, the physics of how a ball bounces around are extremely familiar. Like a child un understands and can predict where a ball is going to go mm. uh, in regular gravity. Mm. Um, and it's just mastering yeah. that really intuitive uh, mechanic that is just so addicting and engaging. Yeah, that's fun. I'm glad you enjoyed it so much. I'm that's so impressed with Rocket League. It's so polished. There's like this pumping like Eurovision <laughs> yeah. pop music all the way through. And you can tune out your kit and make your car look all goofy and stick a sombrero on it. And you can yell at people and trash talk. And the games are over in like eight minutes. It's just super fun. Super fun, rewarding game. Um, but, you, but you didn't have just one. Yeah, you I had, had a, two a, a couple. Three surprises. I had a couple other games that really caught me off guard this year. Uh, Her Story. I think I bought it uh -huh. for a dollar. The, Pete, uh, Pete told me to play it. I never did. It's an indie game. You'll get uh, about the length of a feature-length film out of it. Okay. And then you'll be done, and you'll be like, oh, holy shit. 
but it's a game about uh, interrogation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're not interrogating someone. You're on a shitty old like '90s DOS operating mm-hmm. system, and you've been sent here for a mysterious reason. Uh, the whole game is spent just in this shitty old computer database, and you're just reviewing uh, interview footage in little two, two to thirty second clips. Yeah. Of which there are like uh, 160 or something mm-hmm. uh, with this woman, uh, and that's all you know. Uh, the only way you can access the clips is by searching keywords uh, that appear in the dialogue uh, of the conversations that exist in the clips. And the game starts with the word murder, uh, stand, sitting in the type in the search bar. Murder? That's the first thing you know about what's going on with the investigation. Murder, so you, you hit say. that, it gives you a couple of clips, you watch the clips. And then you pick up some terms from those clips. Yeah. You're like, okay, well, I'm going to search these new terms now. And eventually you start taking notes and, like, winding your way through all these different possibilities. There's, like, six different interviews. And uh, as the story comes together, you realize that you've been basically led to the conclusion at the end of the story. Because basically everything comes out in a confession in the last video. Uh-huh. But the way the search engine works, no matter what word you search, it will only show the five earliest clips. You okay. can't scroll past. You oh. only get the five soonest ones. Oh, right. So the challenge of the game is figuring out, how do I get to this last clip? How yeah. do I get to the big reveal? Mm-hmm. Which you're informed of, which you learn by watching other videos. And the better you understand the actual story of the game, the more apparent it will be what the specific word phrase you need to search for. for to unlock everything. Interesting. So it's like a it's like a Google, it's like a search engine. It's a search engine game. game. Uh, and it manages to like within very limited mechanics, it manages to be like open world. Hmm. Like every player hmm. will find their own right. way through the clips to get to the end, right? You'll find the red herrings right. and the dead ends. Um, and with very, very, very little design space. It does a lot and creates a unique experience every time you play. Yeah. Everyone should do it. It's like an hour or two. Okay. It's a to- totally yep. worth it's your time. It's on the list. I'll, really, really I'll, creative I'll buy that little shit. piece. And the woman's a great actress. She does a really good acting job. Oh, yeah. It's like all live action videos. Yep. Footage. It's all just little live action clips. And the other big surprise is another small indie game that was over and done with in three hours uh, called Grow Home. Grow Home. I didn't play that either. Yeah, it's a little game, uh, really small design team. Uh, you play this cel-shaded cartoon little robot called Bud, a botanical <laughs> okay. utility droid. Oh, adorable. From Earth. Is he adorable? He's so cute. <laughs> m- m- not least of all because he stumbles around like a drunk baby. Yeah. Because uh, of the way the controls work, you move... Drunk uh, Baby Simulator? That's another game that came out this year. Drunk Baby? Really... Yeah, uh, Don't Kill the Baby. Yeah. yeah. Um... You move, uh, he stumbles around, like he's really top-heavy, and just when you're walking around on flat earth, there's a chance that his head will just teeter over a little too far, and you, like, collapse or spill off of something, Uh, which starts to get really, really scary as you increase (laughs) in altitude by growing this plant, because you start, like, teetering back and forth across this really narrow highway, like, oh, oh, shit, oh, shit, and you start (laughs) dropping, like, hundreds and hundreds of feet. No. Uh... And then the other interesting control thing is that most of the game you spend climbing, uh, but you climb one hand at a time. You don't just hold up to go up the ladder. Yeah. You go like, Neech, okay, Neech, and, then, and you so gotta like go like hand stick, over right hand. Stick, left stick, yeah. right stick. Thing? And you'll be dangling like monkey bars, like a kilometer and a half in the air. Oh, really? Like just trepidatiously, like moving forward. That's, that's crazy. Adorable little creature. But there's like an end game. You just play this little fun you, thing. You gotta get up into like the atmosphere to get back to the ship. 
And then there's like a new game plus where you explore all the nooks and crannies of this uh, pretty large oh, world. Cool. How much was it? Ten bucks. Ten bucks. Fully worth it, man. Fully. I couldn't put it down after okay. I picked it up. I was just tittering happily. So with your brand new built so PC, cute. you're playing indie games Still mostly. Still just playing indie yeah. games, but just more smoothly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just more smoothly. I got you. Um. I got. We got. A, I got a bunch of money for Christmas, and I want to get some. Some. I don't know if I want to replace my or? laptop. Yeah. Or if I want to just get an, a gaming mix, mix pushing the the like rig, get a tower, get a desktop, get an upgradable desktop. So It'll like keep my longer. laptop and get a desktop. Yeah, yeah, have both, have yeah. both for sure. But uh, like I'll, I'm never looking back. Yeah. This is my favorite console I've ever had. This okay. is my custom PC. I'm never gonna give up my consoles. I love my consoles. I, but, yeah, uh, but I'll have it. I'll I, have a PC if I can afford it or put it together. It's just so much work. <laughs> building it yourself I'm yeah. gonna get it took me half a year I'm gonna get, to get the, the store to build it for me oh yeah oh yeah. it's fun man you'll feel great about yourself yeah but then I need a, like my monitor is just a TV so now I need to get like a PC monitor oh. and have a dual but thing you just get uh, uh, almost every motherboard uh, or every CPU has uh, HD input now okay yeah. or a right. video card yeah yeah maybe that's what I'll do I mean first world problems right I got yeah. a old computer you get a butt oh you renovate kitchens and shit you should have absolutely no problem building a computer. Yeah. The logic alone should take care of it. So, yeah, those are the surprises. surprises. I, and my game of the year, Rocket League, is my game of the year. Oh, because it's so surprising, it because it's so polished, because it's uh, rags to riches. It just people recognized an awesome idea and funded it. Mm -hmm. And it's game was it Was it a, was it a Kickstarter game? game? It was Kickstarted or something like Crazy. that. Yeah, yeah, crowdsource of some yeah. kind? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, my game of the year is Bloodborne. Yes! I had Happy to, to hear it. It was a big question mark between the three games I probably spent the most time with was uh, Darkest Dungeon, Bloodborne, and I think either Fallout or The Witcher. I'm not sure. There was about on par with Yeah, all kind of fantasy-themed, yeah. dark, yeah. kind of everything's ruined, kind of... Adventure-y, difficult... Yeah. Exploration. Difficult exploration games. Um, yeah, Bloodborne for sure, because it, it was just like... I've never played a game. I never played a Souls game, really. Like, I played Dark Souls 2, got frustrated, yeah. threw it in the garbage. You I know, didn't like get far with Dark Souls three, 1. Three hours I love in. the game. Um, but Bloodborne was different. I mean, literally, the only mechanical difference between those two um, franchises is, like, one move. You have a block, I've, and you don't have a block. Uh, the other main thing is the regain system, right? You can recover health by striking back. That's right, yes. And then you That's can recover huge. health striking back. That's that a big deal. It doesn't make it easy, but, but it makes it pay off more to play well. Um, but I think I just, I've never, so I never really played a game that rewarded me where I felt like th this is possible. I'm like, yeah. you know what? I can do this. Yeah. I'm going to, I don't care. And it beat you down so hard. And it, when you, right when you felt everything was like impossible and futile, it gives you a little bit of hope. And everybody says this, and I know, but like that incredible, exalted feeling after you defeat something yeah. is just so precious yeah. and valuable. Yeah. And then you're just like, oh yeah. And you just, I remember just sitting there for a minute. How my heart is fucking hammering. Oh, yeah. Because I've been doing it for like, this is probably the 15th round that I've done that same boss fight. And when you finish it, it just feels so fucking You're, all, you're all cracked out on battle glory. Yeah. A but very I mean, real adrenaline rush. But they, it really taught you to not give up and that you can do this. And I've never seen a game create such surmountable, insurmountable odds, and then it's have still it encourage you yeah, along. But it is a game, and it's built for you to like conquer it, yeah. right? And then I so I played all the way through it, and then I didn't. That's another game I didn't take out of the system until it was finished. Yeah, and um, and I did. I'm not gonna lie. I asked for some help. 
uh, some online assistance with some of the bosses. But that's built into the game. But it, so it was it's so perfectly cool. fine. It was so unique that the like the the multiplayer system of that game, you know, just ringing a bell and someone will show up. You can't talk to each other. You can wave and sit down and like you know point at stuff. You can role play a little bit. But it's like you're speaking two different languages yeah. and you wouldn't even bother talking to each other. And then you go in and then he'd help fight help you fight something or get through a particular area and then you just, you know, fade away and disappear and then you could add them like you could go on in the back of uh, the system and and find out who it was and add them in later which i never got around to but it was just the option was really cool and the aesthetic and it just looked so beautiful and it played really well and whenever i died it was never my like the game's fault i always fucked up yeah and it's something that i just i mean i hung my head i sighed about a thousand times you know, I lost sleep over it. I probably thought I'd been dreamed about the game, yep. obsessing over it completely until I actually finished it. And then the, the old hunters just came out. So I think I'm still in the back of my mind. I'm still thinking about the game and yeah. I'm still working through it. I'm at the dungeons and stuff. Like I've finished the game. I'm just doing dungeon crawls just to, because I'm still like hungry for that. Yeah. For the challenge. Yeah. Alone. Are you gonna play Dark Souls Three next year? Yeah. I don't know. I, the demo, I played the demo, like we talked about it the last cast, mm-hmm. that it's uh, it's the same game, man. Mm-hmm. It's just there's one or two different mechanics, and it changes everything. But I, I don't know. I'm, I'm a really a Bloodborne fan, and I don't know if I could take that kind of abuse. <laughs> uh, on a regular basis? On a regular basis. Yeah. It's a character-building exercise, isn't it? Yeah. There's not a lot of games we can say that about. No, like a personal character-building experience. I feel like, it, even though it's just been for, like an entertaining activity you changed as a person you you committed yourself and disciplined yourself in order to get through this exercise and I that's did. good no matter what reason it's for no perseverance is a is an admirable quality yep. for sure but I've, yeah i've never played something that got that out of me like yeah it, it would leech it yeah slowly i have to do this and i did it yeah and it just did. felt amazing it was uh and you hadn't even played it and you're a fan I, I I hate to say it, I fucking love this game. <laughs> I don't have a PS4. Um, I, I hope eventually it will come out on some other system, but I've heard nothing but Unlikely. good things from smart people about this game. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. It, I, would, I probably would have been my game of the year if I'd played it. If you had. Yeah. What were you saying about second, uh, like, backseat gaming? Backseat gaming? You said something about that the other day. Oh, yeah, secondhand gaming. It's just secondhand gaming? Yeah, I don't know if this is a product of the internet age or just the industry ballooning, because I'm pretty sure it's the same for movies. But now everybody's got an opinion on every single game. Uh, like and, us. Yeah, yeah. Right now. Yeah, uh, but definitely without having played any of them. There's just not the time availability for anyone to, to have an informed opinion on the number of things that they'll flame people on the internet about. Uh, but there's just so much journalism discussion going on that there's like an osmosis of opinions. That you can kind of, uh, I guess, cross-reference opinions to develop your own. Is that what you're saying? To develop your own wrong yeah. and inaccurate opinion because <laughs> yeah. you're, you're literally talking out your ass. But I guess what I mean is it's just easier to talk out your ass now than it ever was before. And you're saying, you were talking about like watching Twitch and just, because you, so you watched the video gameplay. Yeah. Um, you've watched, there was this really, there's this dude in Australia who does these crazy backstories for Vati, Bloodborne. Vati Vidya. They're amazing. Yeah. Right? Vati Vidya. Yeah. Look that up. There was uh, very in-depth and this guy has no life and has uh, incredible knowledge, narrative storytelling knowledge and he knows how to, 
And then he knows how to tell his own story. And it, was, yep. it was really well done. Mm -hmm. Anyway, and so you're watching those videos too. You're watching Twitch. You're reading reviews. And you're watching YouTube videos. And like, if you're like me, you're watching game design lectures as well yeah. by people on like why games are good. And uh, you can you could you could be a gamer without ever playing a video game. That's crazy. You could drop like a an artificial intelligence software program on Twitch, and they would probably design a better game than most actual game yeah. players. No, I think you're right, man. That's that's fucked up. And that disconnect has just never been around before. The industry's just gotten so large. There's so much media pouring out of video games that is not video games themselves. Yeah. That you could pretty easily have like the secondary attachment to it. Yeah. What time do you work? <laughs> six. What time is it now? Yeah, I work at six. Okay, we got, uh, let's say we have ten minutes left. Yeah, okay. Um, so we'll move right along. So that was my game of the year. And I think, I want to do our best film. Yeah. Something that you remember. Just off the top of your head, my Mad favorite Max. movie. <laughs> Oscar winner, best movie of the year, best you, action movie in ten years. Do you think it's going to win best picture? I don't care. I don't watch the I don't get. We don't I watch, watch the Oscars movies. in like four years. Me neither. Um, so Mad Max. So <laughs> I wonder what your favorite movie of the year was. Mad Max, Mad eh? Max, yeah. um, uh, my favorite was The Surprise. I thought It Follows was my favorite movie of last year. I can't believe I've been talking to people who uh, who introduced themselves to me as uh, horror fans. They love horror movies. Mm. And they were like, oh, It Follows was dumb. Like, Are you fucking kidding me? That's the scariest shit ever. <sighs> no, they just walk at you. It's not scary. Dude, the fucking tension. Oh, really? You You wouldn't be scared. If there was, like, a fucking ghostly, like, naked woman just, like, smashing through glass to get in your house and, like, sperm electricity shock rape oh you. Oh, my God. It, but, like, it's it's incessant. It was It is endless. It is undying. Yeah. It will never leave you alone. Yeah. I remember we saw, I saw, I had to drag uh, my wife to the theater to see it in Seattle when we were down there for the Emerald City Comic Con. Yeah. Um, and we had our last night, and we just, I really wanted to see it. So we were super full from Cheesecake Factory, oh, and dear. just like waddled into the theater. And I was just fucking blown away. Yeah. I just saw a great review. I'm like, oh, I love horror. It looks yeah. really fun. But the, like, the pacing and the, the like, absolute, like, the, the dread and the tension is just so incredible. I was just like... There's all that. I want to say I was on the edge of my seat, but I wasn't literally on the edge of my seat. Yeah. But I was, like, really, really worried for this person the yeah. whole time you and can, i hadn't seen a movie that like visceral since. It, it has that perfect tension and this whole mechanic that is like kind of ironically horrifying and more familiar than like a raging serial killer there's a constant suggestion that it's kind of internal and kind of a symbol for something but it also does things you never see in horror movies like uh the character's constantly surrounded by her friends you, you, yeah. and you and you sympathize with the victim. You want this not to be happening to her because you know she doesn't deserve it. No. But there are other characters in the movie you sympathize with her too, and she has company the whole way. Yeah, she's and, not alone. Yeah, in a way, the movie is about finding the support of your friends and finding people who will believe you and not think that you're crazy. And they pull out stops even though they can't fucking see this thing. Mm. And that's really like that's a positive message that you never see yeah. in horror. Horror is about you will be alone, you'll die alone, you'll be humiliated, there'll be nothing you can do about it. But the they work together and they try and come up with goofy plans and it's rare and i noticed how the parents were totally like out of there weren't any parents like they, they were they, around yeah. but you never saw them they're completely out of touch with this it was like its own little universe yeah, and the, all the movies they were watching was only all, like all, from an old tube tv and it was like old cartoons and only shit. old black and white yeah. shit and then that girl with her weird seashell like book her or, little like, PDA like, thing yeah, yeah. little uh, computer yeah. seashell machine yeah. that told her stuff yeah and um 
everything about it was was, was special and like unique. You could have taken out the horror element, and it would have been a fun '80s kid power movie about trying to stop a monster. Yeah, with the music and yeah. like the pacing mm-hmm. and the overall plot arc of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they took a genre and kind of flipped it around, and they just yeah. did interesting things. Like, her friends believed her right away. Yeah. Usually, we, So find... we get over that. We waste no yeah. time with like, no. giving proof. And it makes it more real, because they, they they don't see it, but they, they believe her. And they, then you see her getting her hair her like, lifting up yeah. off the ground, and the weird lady across the street, yeah. and that kid die. Oh, my God. And then she has to have sex with those guys yep. to get rid of it, yep. and then they all die because it comes back to her again. Oh, my God. I felt so bad for her. Yeah, really, really good tension. Uh, Rachel refuses to see it. I really wanted to see it because it's a good movie. Because of, she's be- an artist. Because of the hype. But uh, well, I, I just told her what it's about. She's like, yeah, that would get to me. I, oh, like it would I bother would not her. Be able to sleep that oh, night. Oh yeah, yeah, no, absolutely, I get it. So uh, its reputation goes far enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It follows is really good. Would have been on it my is. list. If and I the didn't soundtrack. Know it would be on yours. <laughs> the soundtrack was uh, fantastic. You'd never hear music like that in horror. No, it's great. It's all synthy and. Uh, I don't know if it came out this year, but Whiplash. Uh, really oh, Whiplash good fucking movie. I think it was this year. It made a huge impression on me. Yeah. Yeah. It was a movie I wanted everyone to see as soon as I saw it. Yeah, I saw it. Um, that guy, what, what's his name, the actor? The guy from Juno, and he plays the Nazi in Oz. I can't remember his name, but fuck, that guy's amazing. The kid is a really good actor as well. How, why would you allow that to happen? You must really want to be like a jazz musician. Like, yeah. a lot. Well, you see his kind of family dynamic. His family is kind of uh, really judgmental of him and really standard vision of what success looks like. And he's got mommy issues and doesn't really have a secure home base. So, like, his whole personal identity is invested in mastering drumming. He's just uh, fucking throwing the, symbols yeah. at kids' heads and yelling them out of the classroom. And But then you get an explanation, like, near the end of the movie. It's like, well, you know what? That kind of makes sense. Yeah. If they can't take that, then they're not a genius. Yeah. If they're not willing to endure literally anything to be the best, then they're not. Then they never will be. Yeah, but so you like that? But uh, it was, uh, it's very grim, but like true message, I think. But Gotta like the price. desert and the road warriors were a bit more appealing to, for you. Yeah, dude, that movie's so fun. <laughs> it was fucking cool. And it it it's like. In, in a way, it felt like a Star Wars reboot as well, because every single frame, you're like, oh my god, I want to see so, that world. Yeah. I want to go there. Like, yeah. who are these people creeping around in the swamp, and how do they get all the vegetation on top of those mesas, <laughs> yeah. and like, just the whole culture, and the religion, and the worship of vehicles, and they have the tattoos and scarifications engraved on them, and... Yeah. They, there's like totalitarian dictatorship where he's like, don't get addicted to the water. Beware the allures of the water. And mm. everyone's completely brainwashed and mm-hmm. fun action sequences, resourceful, kind of goofy hijinks. Visually, it read really, really well. It's not the best Mad Max movie, but it's the best action movie of the last couple of years, yeah, I would was, say. Yeah, I, I wanted to, but I, I don't know. I, it follows, it like held me in a different way that I just thought was... Uh, I couldn't stop thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah, it was just so rich. I'm a tension whore, I guess. I love tension. Yeah. It's so, it's so, it's so cheap. Like, it doesn't cost money to make, to create it. No, it's just. But to hold it, and it's such an art form in itself. Oh, yeah. It's just important. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and that's it. Like, that's all I had to say about it, about 2015. But you wanted to say something about, um book like a your favorite book oh yeah literature yeah i've been getting into i've been getting into a bit more reading this year than i have been into before uh i've been reading saga the comic graphic novel series saga and uh it kind of alone 
was the reason I wanted to include literature in this year review because it is so fucking good. <laughs> er, like every cri- criticism I've ever seen leveraged against anything from like a, a social social awareness perspective is mm-hmm. covered mm-hmm. like with flying stars in this book. And this book is, also happens to be like funny and awesome and goofy and uh, like deep and like tear jerky. Uh, well, you've got, like, legitimate strong characters, strong females, strong children, strong yeah. old people. Anyone can have a weapon. Anyone can die. Anyone yeah. can get an arm lopped off and kill somebody else. Uh, alliances switch. People are forced to make difficult decisions in order to protect their family uh, on this awesome, like, space fantasy backdrop. It's, uh, like, er- everything anyone might have said was a disappointment about the Star Wars movie, for instance, yeah. is executed perfectly in this comic book. Mm-hmm. So Saga gets a really strong recommendation for me. And uh, I read a novel this year. This is the next, I think this is the next Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings series that just everyone's going to fall in love with. Uh, they're going to make a TV show of it or probably a movie series and everyone's going to fucking love it. Uh, it's called Red Rising. Mm-hmm. Uh, futuristic... Uh, human civilization on the moon. Uh, there's like an enslaved subclass, and the guy joins a revolution movement to overthrow the wealthy one percent that abuses everyone and controls everything. Oh, that's everything. awesome! And looks like pretty much the story we wanted to make, or we were talking yeah. about making, and they're making it. And he ends up uh, he ends up infiltrating uh, the kind of academy of like young golds. The classes are divided by color, and golds are the highest class. It's a bit cheesy, but uh, it's just really well-written. keeps up really good sense of tension. And what you do for uh, for rich white person academy in this world is you do battle royale, but with, uh, <laughs> but with castles. Like, you get a house, huh? you get a castle, and you have and a you team of people. you fuck up each other's castle? Yeah. You what determine a leader, and it takes, like, a year. Like, you're at it through winter. You have to grow food and, like, collect and build weapons and, like, find clean water. Why are they And take prisoners. It's just the world that they're in? It's supposed to be a reenactment of the formation of the Roman Empire. Okay. The challenge is, well, you need to do what your ancestors did. Right. You need to go through all the same steps and tribulations they went through in order to understand what it means to be Like, build a miniature civilization? Yeah, and that's what they do. But they're like kids, and then reach like the pinnacle of its enhanced. decadence, and then have yeah. it demolished and, have it and implode on itself. Yeah, uh, really, but really good, really fun story. Yeah, cool. Is it? Is it really like well the written. first in a series or doing? It's the first one? in a trilogy. trilogy. I haven't read the second or third one yet. Are they but, out? Uh, I was almost embarrassed because it's like a pulpy book, but I couldn't fucking. Read yeah, it. it's really well <laughs> written. Cool. It's the next Game of Thrones. It's the next uh, Harry Potter. Definitely. Who wrote it? Pierce Brown. Pierce. This is first major series. The guy's like twenty. 29 or 30 years old. Oh my god. He's pretty young. Wow. That sounds fun. Red Rising is where it's at. Yeah, read oh. it before the shitty movie comes out. I'll read it after um, The Way of Kings. Oh, Jordan didn't get to finish. Our audio cut out on us, and we thought we lost the whole cast. But we didn't. Just uh, the last two minutes of bullshit. Really, all I was going to say was that I was reading this Brandon Sanderson novel, The Way of Kings and Words of Radiance, halfway through it, The Words of Radiance, that is. And that's pretty much the only novel I've read all year. And then we said, hey, come visit us on evadegizmo.com, G-I-S-M-O, leave comments, trash talk us, just let us know you're alive. We really appreciate any and all attention. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll catch you at the next one. Bye-bye.